Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. Can I get some gum? Yes. Hello? shot at all night and the moment that you get here it all stops we seem to be stuck you and me why are you doing this you think i should feel guilt we share that gene we are survivors Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 570. Out now on Shudder is Night of the Hunted, a thriller that stars Camille Rowe as an unsuspecting woman who, when stopping at a gas station, becomes the target of a sociopath sniper with a secret vendetta. An exploration of deep-seated issues currently plaguing the United States told through a cat-and-mouse thriller that deepens with every shot fired. Night of the Hunter, also marks the latest film from director Frank Calhoun, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Frank, how are you? Hi, hello. 570 episodes. That's impressive. My goodness, that's a lot of interviews. Yes, it is. And, you know, it's, it's always great to be able to, to talk to filmmakers about their films. And, and especially when a movie like like yours with Night of the Hunter, it's a film that on, on surface level, you know, when you look at the trailer and stuff, it's like this cat and mouse thriller, one shot location. But as you watch the film, um, there's themes that come up from from the conversations between the sniper and, and the the lead actress in the movie. And for me, I don't know about what well, is your intention, Frank, but to me, the film talks about a polarized world. The world has become kind of like tribalized and kind of like the psychosis that kind of kind of come from that. Is that the the kind of like the the what you were going for in regards to the material because this is based on like a, a spanish film right from a, a but that was a mostly silent film the night of the rat wasn't it? so i had no dialogue so you guys had to pretty much give voice to these characters 
That's correct. It came from a, the, the the story was interesting. It was inspired from a, a Spanish film, like you said, Night of the Rat, which was the simple premise of somebody being pinned down by a sniper. And we all thought that was really interesting. And then Glenn Fire the uh, was hired to to write a script, and he gave voice to to the sniper, which at at that point was um, a sort of psychotic uh, uh, person. Uh, you know, chasing, like you said, a cat and mouse, you know, chasing this this poor unsuspecting woman, which is, you know, already on its own, uh, something that we all fear, especially today in, in the United States is random shootings are terrify everybody. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're just scared of sending your kids off to school. That's a real phenomenon that's happening. And so as I'm reading this thing, and I'm, I'm a couple things are happening, I'm saying, well, this is a crazy phenomenon here that that we have. So let's address that. But w- w- why is this phenomenon happening? And 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 what's happening to the country as a whole that's allowing these things, you know, to 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 take place? And so I felt that the script deserved a uh, you know um, uh, more of a deeper sort of delve into American society. And all of a sudden, we're I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we're in a, a gas station. Uh, you know the country is fueled by gas. It's the perfect place uh, the uh, to, to to tell a story like this. And and when you go into a convenience store, you're surrounded by all these products, which I feel is another reason why we're so disaffected and 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 hurt. All these terrible products we feed ourselves: uh, obesity, uh, you know, dependence on on fossil fuels. I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about in a gas station. And, and and so yes, you can you know you could do a cat and mouse, but there are elements in in that place alone where you can you know have an entire discussion about the state of the world and the state of of America. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, the big challenge of making movies in one location is how do you keep people's attention, and 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 suspense is one way certainly, but you know you can't just have suspense. Uh, because if the whole thing is suspenseful, then it's it's not suspenseful, you know, anymore. Suspense is, you know, is 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 um, uh, hills and valleys, you know, of uh, emotional hills and valleys. And so, you know, it's it's what we all learned with Jaws: the less you see, the more. And so, you have to fill it with other things. And I felt, well, this conversation about America is just a perfect setting. And then I then you know I was looking for gas station. I found one in the West, and I felt, wow, this is like this is a Western, you know, a person rides into town, uh, goes through, you know, uh, uh, an adventure, uh, obstacles, uh, tries to survive, deals with the locals, and, and, and in the end has learned something and, you know, rides off, you know, in the sunset. And here was a perfect sort of situation where, where we had that. So it's a Western for me. It's the, it's the next sort of chapter in, in America. And, and 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 you know the population and how we deal with one another and so these are the things I wanted to explore, and and uh, and so that that that's what that's where I came in and 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 started writing the script, you know. I'm always fascinated when there are movies where you have two characters 
and one is essentially off screen, but there's conversations had between the two. And I'm fascinated about how the filmmaking process is done because some actors do it, um, directors do, do it a different way. Some directors have a standing, some directors actually have people talking through a phone line. In this case, you have this kind of like a walkie talkie, uh, two way radio between these two characters. How do you go about with the communication between the two characters, um, uh, two actors, I should say, in the movie? Do you have someone off screen talking to Camille? Do you have Camille actually talking to the actual actor for the two way? How do you make it all work uh, during the process of the filming? It's an interesting story. You know, I am always for pr- um, practical and giving the actors the ability to, uh, you know, to be in a realistic sort of environment. So there was multiple ways of of, of doing it. And I think, you know, uh, I chose to do the practical one, which means we had an actor off set with a walkie and they both interacted with, with one another like, like it was real. And funny thing about it is that, um, you know, uh, uh, Stannis was supposed to just be uh, a temp person because here's an opportunity in the same way we did Maniac, which was, you know, you can have a marquee name for just a few days to play the role. Here was an opportunity to get a marquee name to just come in and do the entire movie in a day and a half in a studio on, you know, on a sound stage. I mean, on a recording stage. Uh, and we could have a temp guy fill out. But he was so good that in the end we're like well this is it this is the voice and we kept it and recorded it and it was just worked and uh nothing makes me happier than to put on somebody who's never done anything and to and to make them shine and allow them to you know to participate um and 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 it was organic and it worked and you know why do we want to distract from that it really felt like it was working so it happened there practically and it gave her the opportunity to work live with with somebody you know certainly look there's you know there's there's additions and voiceovers and adr and all that stuff that, that that we all go through on every movie but for the most part it was done right there which was a maniac was great because you know we thought we'd have elijah woods just you know a couple of times we see him but he's like no no i want to be the hands i want to be there and so you realize actors really want to be engaged and involved and they don't want to you know those who care don't want to give up on the process. They want to. They want to participate in every aspect of of the filmmaking, even if it was just his hands, or even if the voice, you know, was was there in, in this film. So yeah, that was. I want to talk. Was a little Hang on one second. Yeah. I want to ask as well in regards to the sniper shots in the movie. The sound design in the film is fantastic because every time a shot happens, it's just like this. This there's this that kind of whizzing of the air and then the thud that hits afterwards, it's really quite impactful and makes you kind of jolt every time it happens. What's yeah. it like trying to find the, find the right sound and the right processes of getting that sniper done? Because to me, this is a movie about reaction. It's her reactions to the sniper, but then it's our reactions to watching her, her and now also our reaction as well to the sound of the bullet every time it hits especially when it hits glass or it hits like a the dense thud of, of it hitting flesh as well. I think it's a very kind of important aspect of the, of the movie as a whole. You know, it's funny because in the sound design, there was a discussion where we were having the sound, a, a big a big discussion about hearing that whiz of the bullet coming by because is it more surprising to just get an impact or is the mm. suspense of potentially it coming you know, it's like the old bombs in the in the war, you know, when you hear them whistling through the suspense of it, where is it going to come? Does it heighten 
you know, the fear or does it take away from the fear? Does it signal that it's coming or does it add tension to the fact that it's coming? And I think, you know, we discovered that it adds that tension, that little that coming. You can you brace yourself. You don't know what's about to happen. And so that was a big part of the uh, of the sound, you know, uh, design. Yeah. You know, in a movie like this where where you're in a single location, every element of filmmaking becomes heightened. You have to use every tool at your disposal and 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 bring them out because you have so little to 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 work with. And so you have to use all of the filmmaking elements and make them fe- and feature them. Everybody from every department has to go back to their to the to their to the roots of their skills and and develop from production design where you know just a uh, a a progressive sort of darkening of the place or the lighting has to be used so that there's a there's a there's a progression of that as well just like the actor has an arc all of the all of these uh, head of departments had to arc in 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 their own way they they had to their 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 craft they had to be on top of all the basics and use every single tool so every sound every echo Every wolf that cries in the distance is calculated and placed in a certain place to sort of maintain the, the audience's interest and, and keep them engaged so that you can propel the story forward. You know, if you if you think about it as a woman with a walkie-talkie on the floor, and that's the movie, you know, so how do you sustain people's interest? You know, it's and, and you have to use, uh, you know, every, uh, every centimeter of craft, every, you know, every you know, every part of, uh, of your filmmaking sort of tools, you know, and that's, that's really, uh, what I find fascinating about doing these single location movies. Same thing with my first film P2. How do we make this box seem interesting? <laughs> you know, that, that becomes the challenge. So not only in answering your question, it was the, the sound sort of important, but every aspect of filmmaking in, in a single location becomes very, very important and very useful. And you don't end up needing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to make an effective thriller. You know, you just need well-placed, you know, tools and, and actors and, and, a, and a good story. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you will love. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. And you need a leading actor as well who can not only pull off the kind of like the emotional turmoil that this character is going through, but the physical uh, turmoil as well. Um, mm. She's writhing in pain. She's bleeding. She has to crawl across this ground and 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 re- you know and pretend like there's a bullet coming from somewhere or anywhere. And then on top of that, it's like very kind of these kind of very uh, conversational pieces happen between all, all this as well. So when finding someone like Camille and, and putting her into the film, um, it it would have been number one an excellent kind of like a acting uh, exercise for her to pull off all this stuff as well because not only is she the lead, she's pretty much in every frame as well in a movie. I can't I can't think of any moments uh, part outside of maybe some shots to the billboard where the sniper's coming from where she isn't on screen. So it's quite an impressive feat that she pulled off there. I think uh, what a gift, and I'm I'm indebted to her for for such a, a brilliant performance. You know, um, uh, 
I think that she has the emotional intelligence and and also um, the, the subtlety of her. You know, I finally of her of her acting. I mean, I finally saw her on a big screen because she's never a given these days. You know, and and the nuance and the subtleties of her performance, which allows you to care for this person, even though she's not particularly likable. Some you know, or, mm-hmm. or maybe is is uh, it's questionable. Her character is somewhat questionable, and I think we had. Uh, uh, you know, I had notes from from people telling me, "Oh, uh, she's not likable," and I said to which I would answer, "What? So she deserves to die? Everyone's likable mm-hmm. to some degree. Just because we don't agree with somebody or what they are doesn't mean that they we deserve to erase them from the face of the earth." Which is really another another statement, you know, in in the film, and 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 she she allows us to to go beyond that. She she she's true to the character, and at the same time allows you to feel empathy for her eventually. You know, and, you know, there's a, 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 a there's a moment in the movie where, you know, it's about six minutes of her. And I said to her, you know, you know, it starts off in a wide and ends up on our eyes. And it's just a sort of slow pushing where she sort of explains where she's at emotionally. And it's riveting. And I told her, if you, you pull it off in, in one shot and it stays in, you know, won't cut away. And and, you know, we did it a couple of times and. It was late, middle of the night, and she had been crawling through the floor for hours, and it was exhausted. And you could tell, and she never left focus, and she and she stayed, you know, with with the character, and you feel it. And I think uh, everybody feels it to some degree. Some people feel it more. I know women have connected to to her because you know she is not perfect, and 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 yet she's you know very strong uh, uh, female character. And so I was very very. Uh, I was inspired by her. I had seen her in other things. I knew she could do it, but really she blew me away, you know, in that particular scene. And she lived it. Like there is a moment in the movie where she talks about her right uh, to have children or not. And that was the night that here in this, in, in the United States, the Roe versus Wade had been overturned. It happened that day. And she came just distraught and upset and all the all the girls on the you know in the crew were just terrible you know it was it, it was t- feeling terrible and she really she put her emotions forward and were able to she was able to to make that the character live through that and and I promised that day we shot that you know people were in tears um, you know uh, on set and and you're talking about a cat and mouse thriller you know about a sniper and yet. It had a profound impact on her, and I think she portrayed that beautifully in the film. And I'm very grateful for for having her in it. She's a really wonderful performance, and you know, she, like you said, she's in every frame. It's 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 amazing, you know. It is amazing, and I think what this movie does it makes people really reflect. It makes people think, and it makes people confront uh, subjects that maybe they don't want to talk about. And I think. What I'm, I'm curious in, uh, just as a final question, is what type of reactions do people have in regards to the sniper? Because he presents himself as a sort of voice of the voices and he brings apart, brings forward some different frustrations and things, which I'm sure people agree with. They don't agree with the actions that he's taking, but maybe some of the stuff that he's saying uh, mm-hmm. is, can, can hit a nerve with some people because it is hard times for a lot of people, especially in the US right now. So what type of reactions do people have towards him as a character um, in the notes that you've gotten back? It's funny because, you know, I'm watching a movie with an audience and people are nodding their heads, even though they don't agree with what he's doing. They they sometimes agree with, you know, what he's saying. And there's a human behind there, no matter how twisted and messed up 
you know, just like there's a human behind her, there's a human behind this tragic, you know, sort of horrible person who ends up doing, you know, horrible things. And, and, and strangely enough, even though uh, uh, he's experienced terrible things, you still have a, a part of the audience who are, um, who, who can't, who, who don't want to hear it. And, and there's a real mm-hmm. meta aspect to, to the character when he says, you know, um, when he talks about his a, a dying child and not being able to take care of her, not having the kind of insurances and the, and pe- people, people uh, are, uh, don't want to hear it. And they, and they don't want to hear that part of it because of what he's doing. And I think it's a great mistake and a great disservice to, to each other when we're unable to, to listen to each other's arguments and, and unable to, to connect. Now, nothing, you know, and I'm certainly not for anything that he's done or the, the actions mm-hmm. that he takes. But at the end, I feel that, you know, he, uh, we're all responsible in a way for, for allowing these, the creation of these people to allow people who are not well to continue to, to go throughout society without the kind of care that can maybe help them or, and so, so we're not, I think my big thing in, 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 in the movie is that we're not all innocent. We somehow, and we're not all guilty. We're all part, we all participate in this and we all have, you know, we all have a, a hand in it. You know, at some point he says, you know, just because you don't have your finger on the trigger doesn't make you any less of a killer you know, because of what she works with us. So I think our inability to be responsible for one another is, is a big, big theme that, that, that resonates for me through, through, throughout the film. So the, the reaction has been mixed. Um, uh, 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 but, but, but they, you know, not because of the thrills and the suspense, because the 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 character's abhorrence. And, and so you have to, ra- you know, grapple with the idea that can you, uh, are you able to listen or do you disconnect yourself? And is it so horrible that you don't want to hear what the guy, you know, has to say, you know, so some people agree, others don't, and others just don't want to hear it. It's just too terrifying and too terrible, you know, to have to even listen to, to, to try and process or justify, which I'm not doing. <laughs> and I got to be clear, you know, like, don't be on the side. I'm not, but I'm on the side of humanity you know, and, and what leads people to, to, to be so sick that they would harm other people is something that we can't continue to, to, to ignore and say, oh, it's just them. And, you know, it's, it's always them until it happens to you or your family. Then all of a sudden it starts to resonate. And that's really sad. And that's something that is, has been developing in the, in the, in the last few years, which wasn't there before, you know, we were, we were much closer as a village than we are than we are now and we've become you know we've isolated each other uh from one another and and it's it just keeps getting worse and worse it seems you know so so this was i was just trying to hold up a mirror to that if i you know in my in my own little way you know well i think it's important that uh there be confrontational art and that confrontational art make people have that inner monologue not only for them to discuss within themselves about what's um about their own ideals about their own politics about their own uh, subjects and things but then to have that external dialogue as well talk to other people about it and that's why i highly recommend people check out night of the hunted available now on shutter we are in spooky season um if you guys want to watch a really like great thrilling like one location 
uh, story, but one that has like a really kind of strong uh, social conscience and heartbeat to it. I can really recommend checking out Night of the Hunted and Frank Calfone. I thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you for your movie. And yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I hope we can do it again in the future. I look forward to it. And thank you for, for taking the time. And I hope everyone goes to see it. And I, uh, I appreciate it if you do. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. And enjoy the movies. <laughs>